Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside the gym. with the fittest podcast in Oakland. This week, we're talking protein. Yes, protein, 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 protein. It's November's lifestyle focus, and we want to help you get more protein in your life. So sit back, listen up, and learn all the loveliness about protein. If you want captions, you just press a button called captions. Mm-hmm, Thank mm-hmm. you. That was, that, that was great. That's why I hit record now. So we could put so that on the audio and yeah. prove to everyone that <laughs> if you need closed captioning for this, one, it doesn't work when there's no video. So this, this podcast will not have closed captions. But if you need to, just hit the button and it will do it for you. Wow, that's such wisdom from Ben. <laughs> that's all I got for today's podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, no more wisdom Thanks. will be spoken throughout. Have a great day, everybody. You can end 30 seconds in. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. And that'll get our listens up 30 seconds at a time. For sure. Micah, clip it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what in the world did we just jump into? What are we talking about? Well, today is the spookiest day of the year. It is. Halloween. So hopefully you all are having a wonderful Halloween. That means tomorrow we start a new month. So, of course, we start a new lifestyle focus. So, in honor of the gobble gobble and all the turkey that you are going to consume at the end of the month, we're talking protein. 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 Are we just going to skip the... uh... No, we will okay. manage the stress too. Don't don't you don't you get did, get <laughs> distracted. Out. Don't you get stressed out. You're not managing your stress, Robin. You're you're interrupting, which shows me you're not managing. I'm not. You, you got to just trust the plan and not right, stress trust out. Trust the process. <laughs> got it. No, but Robin is right. She was worried that I was going to go down a rabbit hole, which can be stressful for people. So, we should manage against that stress as well. Mm-hmm. So, how did you manage stress in October, Robin? Oh god. Um, I had a lot of talks and just talked about the feelings and listened to the podcasts with KG, which are very helpful, thoughts and feelings, and then talked about thoughts and feelings. It worked really well. Yes. And and yeah. Sometimes you have to take your own advice. Yeah. So, So one, if you're stressed out go back and listen to the three podcasts in October because they actually do help. There were some pretty good tips and there tricks. There were some there. pretty good tips and tricks. Um, in addition, listen to the feedback one. Like So I guess all four in October actually met the theme really well because you might realize that you are getting feedback that you are stressed out and not paying attention to it. Yeah. So, so you then need to go do something that de-stresses you however that appears or looks. So these are the things that you must do. And, you know, we we focused on it last month, but like all of these, it's a year round. (laughs) You know, this this is a chance to practice or learn some new tips and tricks and then apply them, obviously, throughout the whole year. Wait, so the the fact that I haven't been sleeping since April ended is not good? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) I read that as, just like people are like, I read that January as, the challenge is, or the focus is on alcohol. We should be drinking more alcohol. It's like, oh no. No, no. And then if the focus is on sleep, then you just sleep for April. Yep. And yeah. that gets you all 12 months of the year covered. Yeah. Perfect. Done. Cool. Yeah. So we should have been stressed. We should be stressing out in October, according to that logic. No, no. It's managing. So managing. Managing so you stress. St- you stress the other 11 months so you can manage it got in it, October. Got it, got it, Okay. Yeah. That's, that's it. Cool. So, um, speaking of, speaking of all that, 
sign up for class, go to the gym. Oh yeah. That's it. That's like, another year round. Man, manage your stress. Sign up for class, go to the gym. Yeah. If you feel stressed out, go. Like, I'll give you the hug if you want it. Most of you don't want it from me. It's okay. I, I appreciate that. Two, it will make you feel better. Even if you come in and you half-ass it to the hundredth degree, you will feel better. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. Even if you feel like... And, the words of Dr. Gustafsson, a special snowflake. It's okay. We don't get snow in the Bay Area, so you don't have to worry about it. You're just the shiny snowflake today, which we would all be happy about in the Bay Area. So remember that. Come to the gym. I don't know how to tell it to people enough. People are. Um, been seeing a lot of people in the gym lately, and it feels really good. And the more people that are here, the more the the, the vibe gets better in my opinion and we all have a great time together more high fives more better more better yeah. more better cool. that's, that's it yeah so if you need help managing your stress come to the gym slam some things around and your stress will be more managed mm-hmm. promise or you'll at least just avoid it for an hour yeah love avoiding compartmentalizing <laughs> which, which is perfect is that what Kristen told us to do just push it down and put some somewhat there on was top there of was it. a little bit of like car- <laughs> compartmentalization there, but, you know, in the right ways. Like there are some healthy forms of that, I will say. Yeah. Because she she told us this is not, you know, like these are not the drones you are looking for or droids you are looking for. She's like these are not the feelings <laughs> wow. you are having. That hurt my soul that you just misquoted Star Wars. Drones, droids. Oh man. Same darn thing. <laughs> Okay, let's start talking about protein. Okay. Yeah, I love protein. Okay. And that was not sarcasm. I know, I actually believe it. Sarcasm. I mean, protein is amazing. Protein is a wonder drug. It's one of the things we, when you first start with us and you first start asking us tentatively and timidly about food and you're scared to ask us because you don't want to go on some crazy diet and you don't want us to take away all the good things of your life. And that's one of the first things we tell you because it's giving you something. It's not taking it away. It's adding something wonderful. It's giving you permission to go have at that protein. Because first of all, it's really hard to overeat protein. And secondly, as we'll go through, there's so many benefits for just increasing your protein a little bit. You get some massive benefits. Do you want to talk about that? Or do you want to talk about protein and how great it is? Um, I had a lightning bolt hit my head that I wanted to go look up. Um, so now I'm pausing, trying to think of how to come back. I'll to look it. it up. I'll be your assistant. Um, what do you want to look up? The RDA for fat and carbohydrates. Oh, the uh, is that the re- recommended daily allowance mm-hmm. of carb? Okay. I don't think there's one for carbohydrate. I'm pretty sure there's not one for fat, but I could be wrong. Well, keep talking, I'll tell you. So, um, and this will go to a conversation we'll have later in the podcast. If you get 2,000 calories a day, between 900 and 13 calories should be from carbohydrates. That translates to between 225 and 325 grams of carbs a day. But that doesn't... What? That's not an RDA, though. That's a Mayo Clinic. Yeah, that's not it. Okay, good. I'm, I'm on the right track because that would have came right up if you Googled RDA for... What is the RDA for carbohydrates? 130 grams per day. Recommended daily allowance of carbohydrates for children and adults is 130 grams per day. This is the average minimum amount the brain requires to function properly. Okay. Is that what you wanted? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> That's interesting. 130 grams. And then you want fat. Well, that then goes against every keto diet ever. That's interesting. Well, why would they RDA ke- kilo keto? Recommended daily intake of fat grams is twenty to thirty-five percent of your daily calories. Okay. I don't hate that. No, I don't hate any of it. Um, more so, what I was looking for is they have that with protein, and we'll talk it at the end, um, and we'll actually talk about what RDA really means versus what some people think it means. So you were talking about protein and adding it to things. I was talking about how much I love protein. Okay. 
Um, which, by the way, Ben loves protein too. We should talk about all the great reasons <laughs> why we love protein. So we'll start with the first one that I think ties directly in the gym. It's not the first one on Robin's list, but ties directly to the gym. Um, you come to the gym to potentially build muscle or generate muscle, tone your body. Jacked and tan. Jacked and tan. Something along those lines. To make the wiggle out of a certain body part you don't want to wiggle. No more wiggles. Um, unless you're trying to wiggle because <laughs> you got dance moves. When you were growing up, were the wiggles a thing in your childhood or is that after you, before you? It was after me. After you. The wiggles were not a thing. I also did not watch a lot of that childhood television. Like, I didn't watch the Teletubbies. I didn't watch Sesame Street. <gasps> I didn't watch... I went to more cartoons. Also, I grew up in a household without um, cable television. So we only had 30 channels. Um, like, my life changed when we got ESPN. Um, <laughs> That's your cartoon of choice. That was, well, literally, like, people <laughs> laugh. They go... You you grew up on this. I'm like Saturday morning cartoons on ABC that used to be a thing. So like Recess and there was another one. Rugrats? No, Rugrats wasn't on ABC. Oh. I can't remember what the other there was two of them. Oh. And I can't remember what it is. And then when we got the sports channels, that was it. Mm. And then other than that, not much TV. No no Nickelodeon. Well, we didn't have cable. No that was that was channel. This is that, tragic. That actually. was when I would go to grandma's house and she had cable, which is so weird for living in a single wide trailer in the middle of nowhere southern Missouri. <laughs> well, I don't know how weird that is. That sounds like you really need cable. Well, it, but if you would understand what was around <laughs> this they have one of those like giant satellite dishes bigger than the trailer on the, they had giant satellite dishes, but it wasn't tied to anything that I could recognize recognize wow aka i don't think it worked because we also played on it so i don't i definitely don't <laughs> think it worked or if it did work it didn't work after we threw balls at it um so i couldn't tell you but yes so um anyway back to getting jacked and tan in the gym yes protein is the necessary building block and we talked this in the last podcast on protein last year about how protein is like the legos so if you've ever played with legos they're the little you piece them all together and they build something you can choose the size of the something um or the thickness of the something to to make that work so that's where the beauty of protein is it's the little lego piece that makes things go together so that's why you need it if you're trying to lift heavier, um, feel better, um, not look older. I was going to say, found the <laughs> um, staves off that. What is that word? Scarpenia? Sarcopenia. Sarcopenia. Oh gosh. So my ignorance is showing. To be honest though, like that's another one. We'll talk it more. I actually got in an argument with a client about this and I don't think they realized what they were saying. They were talking about how bigger people don't live longer. And I said, there's a nuance to that because it's not bigger people. Most individuals past the age of 50 who are larger have lost their muscle mass. Yeah, And so they no longer have muscle. This is why when you start seeing studies on bodybuilders who we can all agree are not the healthiest of creatures with the things that they inject into their buttocks um, for a multitude of reasons. They should have all of these really bad long-term health impacts from what they do. And for the most part, they don't have the cancers. They don't have some of the other longer-term health problems. Their problems come from drug use, recreational drug use, not actual steroid drug use, and some other things that come with that lifestyle um, that we've seen. And then joint issues around trying to be at the peak of something and breaking everything to be at the peak at something. So this is where we all know the 80-year-old who has muscle and does things, and we all know the 80-year-old who is stuck in a chair. 
you could say that to, for a 50-year-old, Sue. I was trying not yeah. to be offensive. No. Okay. <laughs> Don't look at me when you say that. I can get out of my chair. Why'd you jump and get defensive right there? I did not say anything about you. I was just saying it's that muscle loss and that kind of, that delta between someone who manages their, their muscle and someone who doesn't is, it starts way earlier than that. You can see it. You will see it. Go to a friggin' 25, 20, 25 year high school reunion. And it, you start seeing that separation of the people that are staying fit and the people that aren't. And this is no shame or shade at all. You know, it's, you know, people make their choices or they just have lives that don't support that. But if you are privileged enough to be able to focus on building muscle, yeah, you look and feel and move everything uh, so much younger than your counterparts. Well, that's the whole point um, that I was trying to, talk with this client about I'm like because he was shaking his belly at me I go well that's not the problem point it's the fact that you have no muscle there to support it if you had muscle there to support it it wouldn't wouldn't be a problem think of when you fall if you have muscle you can probably catch yourself and not break in half also one of the reasons we do so many single leg things in our warmups and balance exercises in our warmups on our arms, our hands, our legs is to literally see the strength of that individual piece, AKA the muscular control there. So if you have it, you're less likely to fall or less likely to not, or less likely to be trapped down there and not get back up. Yeah. So it's that age old, fall and break a hip, die of pneumonia type thing. So if you can resist that for as long as possible, you're going to be way better. Yeah. And you maintain your independence much mm-hmm. longer. I mean, are we going down this list yet? Because that one's not on there, but it should be. But it's, it's tied into everything the on answer, that list. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's all, it all, there's everything's going to overlap with protein. It's just, like I said, it's, it's a magic drug, right? Well, and it, and that's where, it's that secret building block that you can utilize to make a world of difference. And I think it's an undervalued resource right now. One, because some people got nervous with studies, but then you actually, it's like the Diet Coke studies where they go, oh, aspartame causes this and this and this. And then you look at the effective dose and you realize you'd have to drink a thousand Diet Cokes in a day. And even the Diet Coke addicts that I know can't get through a case in a day. (laughs) So, so that's, that's the whole like, there's the junk science. And then there's just that overreaching cultural message that we get that smaller, thinner, leaner is better. And I'm not saying in some ways it isn't, I'm not saying that it's just the same emphasis isn't put on strength and muscle mass as being like the ultimate goal. And And status symbol. And I'm going to pull that thread, Robin, even more. You said smaller, leaner. What was the other word you used? Um, I can't remember. Stronger? Well, but that's what it's going to tie into. You can be smaller and leaner and be stronger. Absolutely. And that's that's the bigger point is it's we, we stop at smaller, leaner and forget, oh, that means... I just don't have as much fat mass and I have more muscle mass. My point was that the culture focus on that is at the detriment sometimes of the muscle building. Exactly. What you're saying and what we always say is flip that script and work the muscle building and then the leaning out and the thinness will come. Yeah. So, but I'm just, you know, we have to fight against that message that's out there constantly. Like that's a sign of youthfulness to be thin, to ma- manage your weight as you get older, to wear your, be able to fit in your wedding dress, you know, 20 and your 25th anniversary. All good goals. I'm not saying these are bad. I think these are great, but it's not about, it's about the manage that weight at the detriment of everything else where mm-hmm. we're going to tell you if you focus on things like protein intake and strength building, all those other things will come. You manage your weight. Yes. You, well, that's you, the number one thing on our list. <laughs> you literally manage your weight. Yeah. If you have that muscle mass to keep there, 
That's why you have it in your 20s and 30s. You probably built muscle mass there. And we, when we say mass, we're not talking about bulky, bulging, popping <laughs> muscles with the mom tattoo on it. Exactly. We're not, mass just means solid as opposed to, you know, more muscle than fat. So, you know, trying to get the right muscle or right, sorry, right um, composition of your body. We're not saying bigger. We're saying the percentage of your lean body mass can go up if you work really hard in the gym and if you eat the right things. Exactly. And that doesn't necessarily present as bigger. Mm -hmm. so. And the way I'll, I'll, I'll show this and compare this, we all know the person who weighs 150 pounds and looks great with a six pack. Yeah. And all of that. We also know the person who weighs 150 pounds who looks like they have a beer gut. Yeah. And, and cannot move or run down the block. Yeah. And that right there is why I go, well, which one do you want? Do you want to weigh 150 pounds and look like this? Or do you want to weigh 150 pounds and look like this? Or do you want to throw out that number and just... <laughs> look the way you want to look and who cares what the number is yeah oh you it mean, is what it is you mean your clothing never has a light up board that says this is how much i weigh today yeah <laughs> you don't even know just try to be a woman and find sizes talk about numbers messing with your head Oy vey. i'm gonna create a woman's line that has like the opposite of sizes so instead of going down to zero it goes upward <laughs> so, the so, tag says eat more protein <laughs> yeah. so your size zero is going to be like a size 20 oh gosh and it's going to inverse everything and i'm going to sell all the women's clothes oh my god the only problem is i have little to no women's style i barely have men's style so they wouldn't be stylish so any smart women clothing designers come to me we got i got a deal we got a plan we'll make this work um it's just <laughs> okay this is what we fight against man it's it's constant but let's go back to the benefits because we yes. really want to push protein so yeah we talked about managing weight and um and and got down that rabbit hole that i really love about you know this it isn't the end all be all to be smaller it doesn't you know mm-hmm Whatever. We went down it already. But the, this is all kind of in relation to that. So we're talking about increasing your metabolism. That's kind of a weird term that a lot of people don't understand. But it's the at a cellular level, uh, the respiration or the powerhouse in each of your cells gets more efficient. Right. It's it. It may. So you are going to be able to to simplify it, eat more and still maintain your weight. Right. Instead of that's kind of where we talk about you want to find that sweet spot where you're in maybe a caloric deficit, but you're also able to not be feel starving and empty all the time. I've gone down another rabbit hole. No, I'm going to add to that. Um, you haven't yet. I'll, I'll, I'll drag us down the rabbit hole. Okay. Um, what Robin in my head just said is this is the way I keep the fire burning better. We all know if we've sat by a campfire, certain things burn brighter, burn hotter, other things burn less. And so when we do protein, we can kickstart all of those things either by generating more muscle or by literally saying this is a harder thing to break down and burn. So calorically, it's going to burn hotter for you. And therefore, in the simplest way possible, your calories out are going to increase while your calories in might not change at all. Yeah. Depend upon how you eat, of yeah. course. Um, and that's super important for whatever your goal is. If it's building muscle, being stronger, if it's leaning out, looking fitter, if it's literal fat loss and all of that, it, the, the research I was looking at with the RDA and some other recommendations that I'm going to talk later, we're talking about all of those pieces and parts and how like fat loss is the best example of this. If we are looking to get down in weight, we'd rather lose the adipose tissue, the fat tissue versus the muscle mass. So if we can eat more protein, we will hold the muscle mass. We might not gain any and we still might lose a little bit, but it'll be the lesser of the two there. And I think we would all agree that's a better win. So 
no matter who you are. Exactly. I was just going to say, like, most people, they say they want to lose weight. We talk about this all the time. But most people want to shift their body composition. And Mm -hmm. that just means you work really hard for that lean muscle, which makes you look lean. Um, So do you just want to weigh less or do you want to weigh less and look better? Mm -hmm. This is the difference. And it's it's a trickier um, equation. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we can help you with that. Uh-huh. I like this one. I like talking about, I love the word satiety. <laughs> and I just, I, it's so important to understand the different um, macronutrients when you're choosing what to eat. Um, especially if you're trying to keep that, those calories, those overall calories down and go into that deficit and not feel like you're starving. Protein is the one that's going to make you feel pretty, pretty immediately after you eat it, nice and full and comfy, right? That's your like, Ah, and it'll stave off a lot of that kind of hunger cravings and that that overlaps too with the um, managing your weight. Robin, have you ever looked at how much a bag of chips weighs? Not very much. It goes on the top of the grocery bag. (laughs) Where the chicken breasts go on the bottom of the grocery bag. Good job. Um, So if we think about it, a, a pound of chicken with 16 ounces mm-hmm. a bag of potato chips probably weighs similar most people could probably eat a bag of potato chips over a pound of chicken heck yeah easily change that to cookies and yeah yeah you you name the food i, I was gonna go m&ms yeah, yeah. M&Ms, oh, m&ms but, are but... the worst i can consume a thousand <laughs> two thousand calories in one sitting but here's the problem like I, I don't think people realize how small a pound of M&M's is. And I think if they, they know what a bag of potato chips is, that's, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I was like, what, what do people see? Um, and so, but if you think about it, most of us, when we buy a pack of chicken, it's, it's around a pound. Sometimes it's a pound and a half. And none of us would go, oh, I'm going to eat this whole pack for dinner tonight. <laughs> but if I gave you the bag of M&M's, and sat you in front of the TV and sat you in front of the TV and didn't tell you to stop (laughs) boom gone and that's the whole point is this is what I think of when I think of protein is it takes chewing it takes time effort and thought it take it slows you down because you're not gonna get a bite at a bunch you can't slurp it down like it's hard to do um and therefore it's going to not, it hasn't even gotten in the body yet. It's already satiating you. It's already wearing you out. Then it gets in the body and it releases all of those hormones to satiate you and go, Hey, stop. You're good. Yeah. So that's where like, you want to talk a moneymaker, you know, the protein can be your side dish on the plate. Of course you can have your vegetables. You can have your other good stuff and all of that. And the protein's a side dish. Start with that. And then literally go around. And I guarantee you by the end, you'll be like, I can't finish this this piece in parts. Yeah. And it, if you've ever done any nutrition counseling with us, that's, that's what we recommend. We're like, put your protein on the plate, fill up the rest with vegetables, and then maybe a dollop of fat. You know, like start with that protein. And then when you're planning your meals, same thing. You start with that protein. Most people do that anyway. They're mm-hmm. like, we're going to have chicken for dinner. And then they go, what goes well with chicken? You know, and that's good. That's what we should be doing. Make sure you get that protein in first. And then I'm, it's really hard to overeat the other stuff once you have that chicken breast in you, you know? Exactly. Um, and that hormone, that satiety hormone is ghrelin, right? Mm-hmm. So if you like to go down the little sciencey guys, mm-hmm. that guy's ghrelin. We want that. Good. Cool. What else, what's next on that list? Um, just to keep going on that, the, um, protein also does not spike your blood sugar, which is, we talk about insulin resistance all the time. Don't have to worry about that with protein. It's not going to affect that part. And that's one of the key ways we try to manage our weight is with that hormone too. We have, um, bone mass health and bone health and, uh, blood pressure, uh, decreases as well, which is kind of just straightforward healthier bones um well this is where um if the house is solid its foundation is strong so 
this is where if the you want a solid looking house you want to see the muscles but not giant muscles and maybe you want a slim town home not a big ranch mm -hmm. <laughs> home got it. you got to have good framing good structure to hold it all up and that's where the bones come from yeah it it allows the function to function not the or, or allows the structure to function not just hold more things on the structure because we all know when we put too many pictures on the wall the wall comes down so i'm trying to imagine that <laughs> i i can show you yeah How, yeah you, 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 or too many books on the shelf exactly i'm a nerd yeah well that's that's always going to get you to yeah. um and so that's where the bone density becomes better not only we're, we're skipping the chemistry part of this where it's actually helping build bone yeah and repair bone and blah 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 <laughs> i'm not gonna go down that's a, sit me down and we'll have a bigger longer talk about that we should do a podcast on bones that sounds riveting it's too halloween we missed <laughs> yeah, our chance totally. we missed our chance so um let alone a lot of protein sources have a bunch of the micronutrients that support bone health you're looking at things like calcium, iron, magnesium, um, creatine, things like that, that will help your bones function better, let alone a lot of other things. So that those micronutrients also tie into your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. um, so again, it goes back to, can I help my system function better through this? And that's where it really, really gets important. And really helps you flourish, for lack of terms. Yeah. Um, and that's where you got to pay attention to those things. And a lot of these uh, benefits overlap with that um, balancing that insulin too, that blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And I want to clarify something there. It's not that you don't want insulin to spike. You want to be able to control the spikes. Yes. So when it spikes, you want to be able to bring it back down. The problem is if it just spikes and it stays spiked, you're in trouble. And that's where protein can help go, oh, you're eating a higher fat and carbohydrate meal. The protein here helps bring you up, but also take you back down real quick. And that's the bigger key that people miss is it's, it's not that you want to just avoid insulin spikes and all that because insulin is needed in the body mm -hmm. and one of those things you want to be able to manage and work through it you don't want to just be stuck which is why a lot of people get in trouble yeah for sure cool um and then repairing and recovery if you hate being sore protein can be your new best friend because you might not want to stop working so hard in the gym. You know, this sounds funny to some of us, but mm -hmm. to a lot of us, we like working out and we like working hard in the gym. Um, so if you want to avoid that soreness, look for ways in which to utilize the building blocks to repair and start the recovery process and then flourish through the recovery process. That way the inflammation is created and then it's reformed, aka what soreness is. You get inflamed, your body tells you to stop doing things, you recover from it, now you either have new muscle or maintain the same muscle in some way, shape, or form, which is what we really want when we think about all this. So I like to say your body gets freaked out and then it knows the next time it better be stronger. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, oh my God, exactly. we clearly cannot handle this. We need to get stronger before the next one. Exactly. Yes. All right, so let's talk about, um, do you want to talk about sources of protein or do you want to talk um, amounts of protein first? Let's talk amounts because then we can <laughs> we can help you figure out ways in which to get the amounts. Cool. All right, do you want your, do you know your math or do you want me to show it to you? Um, do you remember it? I'm close. All right, so the recommended daily allowance. So this is your bare minimum. AKA, if you don't get this much over a couple of days, you die type scenario. You know, when we always think of this with vitamin C and sailors and like that RDA recommended allowance. Right? Are you talking about scurvy? Exactly. Okay. That's, that's what I'm talking about. It's Halloween. We got to go to the pirates at some point. <laughs> Arg. So, um, same thing happens with protein. It is 0 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. 
So. All right. So we need we need a uh, for instance. Let's give our let's give our for instance person a so, weight. So if you weigh um, two hundred and twenty pounds, okay, that is a hundred ish kilos. Yep. So you would need eighty grams of protein. So eighty grams of protein for a two hundred twenty pound person. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like very much. It's not. <laughs> it's not. But here's the problem. A lot of people, because let's go through a, a, a day. Um, you start your morning at Starbucks. You get the pastry of your love and your favorite coffee. At most, you're probably getting five grams of protein. Maybe you get a cheese stick too. So now you're at 12 grams of protein. Okay. Okay, 13 maybe. All right, cool. You go through the morning. Um, you see something at the office. Maybe it's a healthy tray. Maybe it's a veggie tray or a fruit tray. Again, mostly carbohydrates, very minimal um, protein sources. Probably got a little bit of fat in there, but still probably not jumping up above 20 grams. Um, you eat a salad for lunch. But it only has two ounces of chicken on it, which, by the way, go look at most salads. That's probably not too crazy of an amount, Mm. Um, especially when you start looking at the price of proteins and things like that. Those little pre-packed salads. I call it chicken sprinkles. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So we were at 20 before lunch. Maybe we get another 20 in there with that two ounces of chicken. So now you're at maybe 40 ounces of protein. 40 grams. 40 grams. Yeah. Um, your afternoon snack, let's go Cliff Bar. Okay. You you name it. Like, you just an average healthy bar. Probably, again, not much more than 10 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. You're at 50. You go home, you have dinner. Maybe it's pasta night. Mm-hmm. And you do spaghetti and meatballs. Mm, So good. Unfortunately, those meatballs are probably more fat than they are protein-based. And all of a sudden, and even if you substitute chicken sausage and chicken meatballs, same thing. Look at the the label and I bet you you're going to be surprised when you go, wait a minute, Ben. That says 12 grams of protein and 8 grams of fat. Yeah, you, you per calorie, you have more fat grams than protein grams. So you would still have to eat 30 grams of protein in that meal to get up to 80. And a lot of times people don't. And all of a sudden you're like, how did I only get 80 grams of protein in the day? And you ate, you ate meals all day. You ate vegetables all day. You ate healthy. You ate healthy. Quote, little rabbit ears. Yeah. yeah. And that's where then all of a sudden people go, well, Ben, why, why am I not leaning out? Why am I not this? And I'm like, because you're barely getting enough to not get sick. Yeah. And if we did that with anything else in our lives, we'd go, why, why would I do that? Why would I barely get enough to not get sick? That's like saying, well, I can sleep three hours and I won't be sick tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you can, but it's not the optimizing. You won't die, but do you really want to live? <laughs> exactly. And so what makes me chuckle here is so that's the like bare minimum, the RDA, like you have to get at least this much. And I bet you a lot of people struggle to get that. I know I've talked to people that struggle to get over a hundred grams of protein in a day. Yeah. A lot of times. So it's legit hard. Yeah. Especially if you're not focused on it. mm -hmm. So here's the funny business to build muscle, maintain muscle. And, um, even for weight loss, So you're looking at something between 1.6 grams and 2.4 grams per kilogram. So literally double that. So that's like the eight (laughs) hours of sleep every night in your metaphor. No, not even. This is like the six or seven hours of sleep. All right, all right. So here's here's where we go above eight. So this is is in a, like, I just want to maintain or I'm in a massive weight loss phase. And I'm gonna be honest with all of you listening to this on the podcast, you're probably not there. Because you probably don't have a doctor intervening 
with your life to force you to lose weight. You may want to lose that stubborn 10 pounds. It may be a bigger number than that, whatever it is. And your doctor may even be telling you, hey, you should lose a few pounds. But they're not literally intervening with drugs or treatment plans and things like that for you. So, um, and that's where you get, okay, now I got, I'm doing something with muscle here. To, for an athletic population, which I will give you if you work out three to four times a week in our gym, you're probably closer to that population defined in the studies. Um, sometimes you might not even be in the, in the above region there. To build muscle. Shoot, sorry. Robin, Robin's was, getting bored with my... No, I'm my doing rabble. calculations and my calculators are yelling at me. You don't have the free calculator? No. <laughs> how do you not... Did you? How do you delete it off your phone? Do you have to pay for it? No, it's free. Hmm. Why does yours have commercials on I it? I don't know and I can't get it to get stopped. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, so back to my point. In that population... You potentially want up to 3.3 grams per kilogram. So more than your body weight in grams. Okay. Or more than your body weight in grams of protein. All right. So let's go back to our 220 pound, I think, person. Yeah. Okay. And then you just said how many grams? 3.3. So if you take that off the kilograms, it's 100. Okay. So just do 100. I think I can do that in my head. Yeah. <laughs> So this is where like, but, but look at that number before when I said 1.6 to, yeah. to 2.4, that hundred kilogram person, they need to eat 160 grams of protein up to 240 grams of protein. Yeah. And that's more than your body weight. Yeah. And, and that's just like potentially maintenance, like depending upon whom you are, the amount of muscle you have on you and all these things. Not to mention if you're like Ben, I don't like the sag in my triceps. Can you take it away for me? Okay. Yeah, we got to generate more musculature around the tricep. Not make it bigger. Literally take... Tone. Tone, yes. <laughs> like that's... Then that's I where, want my triceps toned. And that's where I literally just freak out because I'm like, you missed the boat here. So you don't... And then the funny thing is, when they talk about this, to get to the point where you're overeating protein and to have the negative side effects of overeating protein, the risks are so minimal. Because guess what? Most of them would tie to you're eating too much food anyway. Yeah. It's like irritable bowels, diarrhea, um, headaches, things like that. And you go, oh my God, Ben, that sounds so bad. And I go... You feel the same way when you sit down at the buffet and you eat too much. <laughs> you feel like you're going to be it, nauseous and it's sick. Not, it's almost not even worth talking about. It is so rare to overeat protein. It's so hard to eat <laughs> even. Those numbers you're throwing around are crazy. Even if you start, like if, and we don't want to freak people out. Like if you're not anywhere close to this, don't worry, you're not alone. And there's, you. you it's like everything else. You just go little steps, right? Mm-hmm. But even if you go uh, grams per body, if you're a 150 pound person and you try to eat 150 grams of protein every day, good luck. Like it, you, you, it takes some thought. It takes some planning. It's not going to come super easy. And that's a min, that's below what you were saying for, you know. I'm going to give an example because Robin's going to go down a bunch of examples here. <laughs> and this is literally something I track because I'm. I'm trying to do my macros, trying to do all this stuff. Um, deli meat. Two ounces of deli meat. Okay. Okay. Not a ton. That's not very much. Probably, but... A couple slices. Maybe half of your sandwich if you have a big deli sandwich. Okay. Maybe. Um, so, two ounces there is barely 10 grams of protein. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm looking at mine, I eat five ounces of deli meat most days. That is only 20 grams of protein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and most people would look at that amount of deli meat and go, Ben, you eat that as a little snack. That would be my entire lunch sandwich. And I couldn't eat anything after that. And I go, okay. Um, shout out my one of my favorite places, Trader Joe's. A serving of the polo asado authentico. 
which is just literally spiced seasoned chicken. Yep. Four ounces of that is 23 grams of protein. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that for most people is their portion in their meal. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Three to four ounces but, or the palm size or whatever. But, but, but Robin, think about that. That's, say you have to get 100 grams of protein. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. This is freaking hard. Yeah, and that's the point. It's like this is – go ham on protein, pun intended, because it's really hard, like I said, to, to overeat it. And here's my other thing. If you get to the point where you're consistently consuming without protein shakes um, and without protein bars, your body weight and grams of protein come talk to me. Because then we can refine it. Then we can tweak it. Then we can go into like, ooh, actually you need a little more carbohydrate here. You need a little more fat here. And we can start to tweak that. And we that. can also drill down into the quality of protein you're eating. Because we're only talking about quantity here. We're talking about all bets are off. And you mentioned protein powder and bars. And, it, you know, if you've never done this before and you're very much short on that minimum goal, just throw everything at it. At first, mm-hmm. but then once you get to where you consistently get that number, that's when we start talking about, like you said, quality, and then of course the other macronutrients around it. Yeah, and what you might find is go, oh wow, this is way harder than I thought, mm-hmm. and and it takes more effort, takes more thought, takes more focus, which is the tricky part in all of this. But there's a reason we start people off with protein. Um, is it is it is a challenge. But it's so much bang for your buck. Oh. <laughs> More than almost any people come to us and they're like, "What should I do with uh, supplement this fish oil?" Yeah, all of that stuff's great, but if you don't have protein, <laughs> it's like, "What? How? How? How do I get a muscle up? I really want to work on muscle up." And we're like, do you, "How's your pull up?" Well, I don't have a pull up. It's like, well, let's start there. So it's kind of like building that, like foundational strength that we do. You get, get that pull up first, and then we'll talk about your muscle up. So protein is your pull up. You know, yes. is it yes. easy to get a pull up? No, it takes a lot of focus and hard work and this and that. But you should not be looking at muscle ups if you don't have a pull up yet. You know, or you could look at it. Well, you could go. Okay, that's my end goal. That's where I need to get to. Exactly. How do I put the building box in place? So it's like, oh. My breakfast has no protein. Robin, what's a great source of protein at breakfast? Well, I, I that. Great segue. All right, so we're going to tell you how you can't do this and how hard it is and try to tell you some easy ways to do it. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to list. You guys know what protein is, but I want to be really clear about it because um, the first few things I'm going to say are, I would say, almost pure protein. You've got your eggs, your meats, your fish, tofu, that kind of stuff. Very primarily, the macro is protein. Then you have what I like to call blends. (laughs) You have things like beans and nuts and grains. And yes, those are protein sources, but be aware, and dairy's in there too. Be aware that they are also sources of fat and carbohydrate in a lot of cases. So you just got to be careful with that. Um, But again, if you've never done this before and you're struggling to get enough protein, don't worry about that yet. We can fine tune it later. So you got your eggs, you got Greek yogurt, go to town on that stuff. It's so easy to put in almost anything. It's really easily digested for most people. Um, Eggs, again, cheap too. Yogurt, eggs, these are cheap. You get into your meats, you get a little bit more um, expensive, especially if you do good quality. So you've got your, your beef, you've got your pork, you've got your chicken, turkey, all that stuff. Um, and then grains, certain grains actually are protein sources, mm-hmm. your quinoa and mm-hmm. your, I don't know, name a couple more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go back to Greek yogurt real quick. Yes, please. Uh, whole fat Greek yogurt can sometimes taste with a little bit of honey, like ice cream. Also, if you love your sour creams. Yeah, I was going to say that you, too. You, you literally take something that is mostly fat, um macros and you just switch it it's a little one for one and you put whole fat greek yogurt you've now doubled the protein 
Absolutely. Put that Easily. In. It, you put that in your Indian food. You put that in your Mexican food. You put that anywhere. Yum, yum, and, yum. And it's one of those easy substitutes you can start to play around with. Not to mention, like, you're like, oh, Ben, I don't know about the full fat. Like, I'm nervous about that. One, come talk to me. We're going to talk hormones. <laughs> um, and you'll change your mind. Two, go the non-fat route. I, I do low-fat cottage cheese all the time. Also, cottage cheese wasn't on there. That's another one. Yeah. I know you talk dairy. If you're a cheese fan... And you're like, Ben, I, I cannot live without cheese. And you're like, well, it's got a little protein, but it's got a little more fat. Start looking at ways in which to substitute cottage cheese. And I'll even teach you how to blend it, how to season it to make it taste like queso, to make it taste like mozzarella, to make it like substitute in. And you're like, holy cow we gotta get your queso recipe out there oh it's it's i can i can do it in a heartbeat um (laughs) there's lots of tricks to this it's similar things you can do with guacamole like you love avocados but you don't like the fat content of guacamole okay do a little bit of avocado a little bit of greek yogurt a little bit of eh, i wouldn't do cottage cheese there with a little bit of crema boom bam like you now have a guacamole like dip that has more protein in it love it um you can do this in sauces we'll go back to my spaghetti and meatballs put in a little cottage cheese in there and all of a sudden now you have a more creamy based pasta sauce with more protein in it love it there's all sorts of ways um i'm a big fan of like chickpea pasta and these other things, they taste, once boiled, they taste exactly the same. And you can work around that and, and, and substitute in for that. Um, in all these tricks with it. Notice how Robin and I have not said anything about eating meat. Nope, not yet. Like, yes, we believe you should eat meat. Well, you did say meatballs. Yes, <laughs> but that was for a different example. Um, and also I've learned that there's all sorts of vegan meatballs and things like that. Anyway, back to this. You can work around, if you're not a fan of meat, how to get more protein in there. It's going to be more challenging. I'm not going to lie to you. But there are tricks of the trade that you can substitute in and start to play these games with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And no that's problem. where you have to... You've made a choice and you have to figure out a sustainable way to trick into these things. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Like, if you want to do this, cool. Let's figure out the tricks to do it. Because you already figured out you wanted to cut out this other thing. Well, now you got to figure out what to pull in to fix cutting that out. So you don't go into deficits. So your health doesn't decline and other things like that. Fish. Um, Fish is great. Be careful of, you know, the... One thing I'll say with fish is figure out how you like it prepared. Yeah. Don't don't just do the boiled tilapia. You're going to hate yourself. Gross. Like, figure out, do I like it seasoned like this? Do I like it grilled? Do I like it baked? Do I like it... Play around with these things. The same thing we talked with vegetables. If you don't like it, you're not cooking it the way you like it. Yeah. Like, like say you don't like the taste of chicken. Okay. Put it into a sauce finely chopped up. You won't taste it. Yeah. Guaranteed. Um, same with some other things in that there are ways in which to do this where you'll be like, wait, this has what in it? And you'd be like, yeah, you never have a clue. How many parents out there can do that with vegetables? I know a lot. (laughs) And that's the way you can start to trick some of these things to you. Yep. Um, beans, uh, again, if you don't eat meat, you probably eat beans. If you're a vegetarian, just, you know, careful a little bit with those just make sure that your your particular gut system um, manages those well but beans are great chickpeas all of that stuff great sources my sweet tooth fans substitute in some black beans in your brownies and you might find that that is a higher protein brownie for you if you cannot resist them like if you're like ben i have to have a brownie a week Try this. I have never heard of that. I've heard some beans. I've heard all sorts of kinds of brownies, but not that kind. (laughs) Well, well, you can make those kind of brownies with black beans as well. Oh, protein and special. Yes. Yes. Special feelings. You get a bang bang. Nice. Um, and And that's what I'm saying is you all are incredibly creative in multiple different ways in life. And then you get stuck in your food habits. 
or your like cooking habits. And I go, get more creative. Apply your brilliance outside of the workplace for once, please. (laughs) You can do it. And you'll find like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Oh, wow, this works. I feel better. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I say this to everyone who comes to me for food advice. And I go, are you doing this first? The first one I always go to, I have three, three habits that I say start with. The first one I always go to is protein with every meal. Yes. So anytime you're putting a, something in your mouth, there's protein with it. So you want to have the M&Ms on your friend's desk at work? You better have some beef jerky right there too. Yep. Something like that. And more times than not, if you do that, you're going to be healthier and potentially have the body you want. Yeah. Or the fitness level you want, blah, blah, blah. For for longer into your life. Exactly. Um, awesome. Those are, you kind of started giving tips, which I love. So we want to kind of wrap up with some tips. And uh, we talked about kind of putting protein in everything, eating it every time you eat. It's an, is another great way to, again, regulate your blood sugar because no, naked carbs, you know, mm-hmm. always eat your protein. If you're eating a carb, if you're eating an apple, put something else with it. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy sources. I think we talked about that a little bit. You talked about deli meat, um, hard boiled eggs, you know, anything kind of like grab and go. The Greek yogurt's great. You can make it savory. You can make it sweet. You can do almost anything. Put it in your smoothie. Put it in your oatmeal. Blah, 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 blah. I mean... You kind of, if again, if you're starting out and you need a little help, some really high quality protein powder. You can throw that scoop in your oatmeal. You can throw that scoop in a smoothie. You can throw that scoop in your dessert at night, you know, whatever. That will help you. It's a supplement though. So don't think about protein powder as your primary protein source. It's kind of a little helper. I'll go back to my cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. Cottage cheese chocolate protein powder whatever one you like and maybe a little bit of fruit you have a little like pudding pudding souffle of Mm -hmm. chocolate sweet tooth delicious and a high protein snack before bed yeah so one it will help you sleep better also help you build muscle as you sleep yep (laughs) so good so um and then if you are not a meat eater um well hopefully you eat eggs um and then the greek yogurt and the cottage cheese and then you got the grains you got your Throw your quinoa in there. I keep saying quinoa, but what are some other I'm blanking? Um, There's a lot of chickpea uh, alternatives now. Um, I like what you said about finding pastas and, you know, go on the go in those like the crunchy granola aisle at the grocery store and find those little substitutes. Try them. Exactly. My vegans and vegetarians, you just have to be more creative. You already are. That's yeah. why you made that choice to go down that rabbit hole. Um, and I don't even mean that. In like a bad way, I mean that. And like, you've made this choice, cool. Now support it, because to be honest, if you don't support it, you're gonna lose it. So if you're like Ben, I am head set on being vegan, or I'm head set on being vegetarian, cool. Find ways to get the protein, and it will be easier for you to be any one of those things. Um, it's the only one I see this as a big time struggle with is those of you who want to do keto. Come talk to me one on one because protein can throw you out of ketosis yeah that's so, a whole other so that's a whole and i don't have enough time to rabbit hole there um but there are ways in which to do it uh i'm usually like a little hesitant to recommend tracking because it can cause some problems but just track your protein should be okay shouldn't get you into too many problems it's not counting calories or shame or anything but if you're going to track anything start with tracking your protein do, oh. are you getting point one whatever you said yeah yeah 1.62.4 grams per kilogram of body weight um also by the way tracking can be as simple as is it on my plate check (laughs) like literally i ate four times today and there was protein there was protein check 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 check, check. yeah and you can have the happy stickers yeah you know we all we all love the chores happy stickers so we can bring those back for you if you need them yep um, I won't give you a cookie. I'll give you a sticker. Perfect. <laughs> or a cheese stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Cheese stick. Yes. Perfect. Uh, that's another thing is have protein readily available. It's one of the harder things to do. Um, so have, Robin already said it, have grab and go options. Like it's easy to grab chips. It's easy to grab 
um, nuts. It's easy to grab other things. Have the cheese sticks, have the deli meat, have the pre-cut chicken, have um, the hard-boiled eggs, find things like that. Last but certainly not least, only because they're candy bars disguised as protein sources, have protein bars available. Yeah. Um, in that. Check the check the label. Gosh. I mean, there's five grams up to twenty grams. Try to err in the side of the twenty grams if, yeah. you, if you're gonna eat the protein bar. Yeah. Cool. Um I think that covers enough options. So many tips, so many tricks. Um just do it. Like go back to Nike, just do it. You got it. We believe in you. If you have struggles with this and have trouble with it, come talk to us. Like, it's 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 for November, man. It just detox all that candy you're going to eat today, mm-hmm. October 31st, and then yep. start that protein tomorrow. Perfect. Yeah. All right, gang. Enjoy your protein and making yourself feel better in November. Sounds good. Bye. Bye for now.